Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special 2022 draft edition of the Bird Brains with Mark and Ken. My partner is the longtime beat writer for the Eagles for NJ.com and Trenton Times, Mark Eckel. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles tight end Ken Dunnick. And, Mark, before we get into what's going to be one of the most interesting drafts that I can remember, let's talk about our sponsor, there's Jersey Man Magazine, Philly Man Magazine, Boston Man Magazine, and now Miami Man Magazine. We've started our business down south, and it's going very well. If you or any of your associates have an interest in gaining a franchise and making a living in the media business, please contact Ken at jerseymanmagazine.com, and we'll give you some more information. Okay, Mark, we're going to talk about the 2022 draft, we can uh, do what we like. We can talk about the draft overall as far as the top end goes. Of course, I believe the Eagles have uh, the 15th and 17th picks. Is that 18th. correct? In the 15th and 18th. and 18th pick in the draft. So I've addressed some areas of needs that we'll go through one by one. And there's also some other interesting things we can talk about. Number one, the Eagles – made some interesting pickups in the offseason. I think the best pickup by far is Hassan Reddick. I covered this kid at Temple. He is a freakish athlete, and if he was 20 pounds heavier, you'd be talking about him with the elite uh, linebackers in the league. Hassan Reddick is going to greatly improve the Eagles' defense. And again, remember Brandon Graham coming off of an Achilles. We need pass rushers, and Hassan Reddick can do that from the outside linebacker position. Zach Paschal, uh, who I did a lot of his college games at Old Dominion, was very, very good. Now, he may have lost a step. Uh, Indianapolis gave up on him, but Paschal is a talented player, and I think you know that uh, is a position that the Eagles want to shore up. I, I assume they'll pick a wide receiver sometime in the first three rounds yeah. of this draft. But you've got Pascal, and then you've got uh, Kazir White, who is, a, a, I think, a stopgap measure uh, from uh, the Chargers at linebacker. So the Eagles, I thought, in the offseason, did a pretty good job of, of filling a few holes. Do you, what do you think of those guys? And, I like, oh, like yeah, I like, yeah. I think, well, Reddick, yeah, he's the the premier guy. He got some money. I mean, they, they, they went out and got him. They they paid him. what he, And good for him. I mean, he deserved it. Um, it's funny, his career, I think Arizona just miscast him when they drafted him. They they had him trying to be like a, a jack-of-all-trades, do this, do this, do this. And, and they just put too much on his plate, I think, for and he, and he didn't he didn't live up to his first-round um, status at, with the Cardinals, and I think they kind of soured on him. Then you saw what he did, and he, went, was, he was in Carolina last year. Um, and Carolina said, screw all this stuff, just go get the quarterback. And, and he had 11 sacks last year. So I think, well, I, I, think I, will tell you, I will tell you this about Hassan Reddick. If you move him around, if you get him moving and not just have him matched up against the big guy, he's going to be a really effective yeah. defensive player for the Eagles. And I hope they use him right. Yeah, and I think, I think that, I mean, you know, when you, have, when you saw what he did, I think, yeah, I think that was a real good move. Uh, I do like the linebacker, too, the kid from West Virginia. Uh, went and played for, like I said, he was with the Chargers. I think he might be. I know. I, I, I know what you're saying. Stopgap. I don't. He's not that old. I mean, I. And and we know that. Listen, the Eagles don't value linebackers. Mm, when they do we'll other, talk about other, that. That's, other one of my, that's one of my pet peeves with the Eagles. How about, Jerry, just, I mean, how about Jerry Robinson? The last one we drafted uh, in the first Ari, round. Is yeah. That crazy? So I mean, they don't. But but to get so to, but to sign him showed me something. Okay, at least they went out and got a veteran. 
Uh, he's better than he's much better than what they had last year. Um, and again, like for a team that doesn't going to put a lot of stock in that position, I think they got a, a, a decent one. A guy that, he's an NFL starter is what he is. He's not going to go to the Pro Bowl. He's not going to make All Pro. He's not going to be on every highlight. But he's an NFL. He's a quality NFL starter, and that's they didn't have that last year. To be honest with you, they had they had backups who were starting. Um, and then Pascal, he's a slot guy, right? He'll 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 basically line up in the slot. Yes. Okay. So yeah. now they but but really good ball skills, runs good okay. routes. I don't think he's a, he's a blazer, but you know he's a very competent uh, NFL right. receiver. He's a he's um, possession type guy. Third and five, he'll get you six yards. What do you make of the talk of the recent uh, rumors about Debo Samuel's and the Eagles uh, packaging some sort of uh, players and draft picks for uh, for him? Uh, wow. Do you think that uh, Lynch was playing poker with his? press conference the other day and saying that there's no way they would get rid of him just to drive his price up because sure. normally when a player demands to be traded, I mean, the marriage is over, right? I mean, it's, yes. it's time to move on. Although, you know, it's, this has been the craziest offseason. I've covered football now for, God, I actually mean, on a daily basis for 32 years, and I've been gone five years, but I'm still doing things, you know, whether it's with you. You're pretty busy for a retired Yeah, year. right? I know. This time, so almost close to 40 years now, and this offseason has been like none, none other. I mean, four starting quarterbacks were traded. Four. That doesn't happen. Starting quarterbacks in the NFL don't usually get traded. I mean, if one does, it's like, wow, well, four. And, 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 and there may be two more with Baker Mayfield yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo. And, right. They have, and then, right they, who knows what's going to happen to them? Something, something's going to happen. Well, Mayfield's got to be traded. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so – and the, and the one that didn't was the one everybody thought was, and that's Aaron Rodgers, right? That was the rumor when the season ended. Aaron oh, Rodgers, Green Bay's going to trade him to Denver for a bunch of picks. Well, no, Denver went with Russell Wilson instead. Well, um, you're, you're the Green Bay guy. You know <laughs> that Green Bay better be drafting a wide receiver for yes. Aaron Rodgers. Right? Well, they have two they have two first-round picks. One of them almost certainly will be a wide receiver. Well, you never know, but almost certainly will be a wide receiver unless they trade for Debo Samuel. But getting back to, so getting back to Debo, and then two of the top wide receivers, were traded. So this has been a with well, an all season that is that has been so and so um, you know outrageous by NFL standards. I mean, this is NBA type stuff, not not NFL. Um, I think the draft's going to be even wilder. I really do. I I've been saying that I, I think the top five picks one, two, three, four, five the uh, Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, uh, the Jets, and the Giants. I think those five will probably hold. I think those five teams will take five players. But I think every every pick from six to ten could be traded. And some def- Carolina will not I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. The Carolina Panthers will not pick, will not use the sixth pick of the draft. Well, you've got they some information not. on that. Yes. Why don't you uh, drop that on our listeners here? Well, the Panthers, I mean, let's, all right, let's start with the Panthers side of it. They're picking sixth. They don't have another pick until Saturday. So they want they need they need and want more middle picks, second, third, fourth round picks. So they also want a quarterback. You don't have to take a, in this draft. You don't have to take a quarterback at six. You can move down and still get probably the, the one that that you want. Um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks taken early. It's not like most years. So the Eagles are one team. I, I'm, there's there's three teams that I know want to move up, or, or two definitely. The Eagles are, are looking to move up. New Orleans is looking to move up, which is why they made that trade with the Eagles. Um, I think Washington could come up if the right guy's there for, for, for them. 
And then there's always some other teams that we don't know about that, want, that might want to come up. But the Carolina will move out of six. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm told the Eagles, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, the, the I love the kid, the cornerback the from Cincinnati. Top three corner from Cincinnati. Yes. He's very he's good. Slotted player. to go either five through seven in most of the months. Whatever. Drafts, that's right there. So that's so. But if he's there at six, I, I think the Eagles and Carolina. And now again, unless New Orleans or somebody else makes makes Carolina a better offer, but the Eagles have more ammunition than than most teams. So they can, if they want it, they if if they want to get it done, I think they 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 can. What do you think? What do you think they give up to move up? Well, I think they go from fifteen to six. It's going to be at least a one and a two. Mm-hmm. And that, looking at the draft chart that I use, the old Jimmy Johnson one, which most teams still use, that doesn't quite get you there. So it'll probably be like a one, a two, and either a four or five. You don't think there's any way they trade both of their first round picks? Oh no, no, no! You don't have you know you don't have to do that. And the Eagles wouldn't do that. The Eagles would no. That 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 would be too much. Uh, but I think a one, a one and a two, definitely. And, and the Eagles will probably just offer a one and a two. And if Carolina says yes, deal's done. But Carolina, knowing that, you know, especially if they have more than, than, than one team, they'll, they'll try to get like another, like a fourth. And I think the Eagles have two fourth-round picks, if I'm not mistaken. So they could probably trade one of those fourth. And I think they have a couple of fifths as, as well. And, so, and part and part of the strategy is Carolina, who is desperately needing a quarterback, is going to pick either Kenny Pickett, uh, Malik Willis, or Desmond Ritter with that. Uh, well, no, 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 they're not taking Ritter. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Willis, but it, but it, it could be Pickett. But I think I think Carolina, I think their people like Willis the best. They they like his long term. Yeah, um, it's not it's not a great draft class no, of quarterbacks. No, I will tell you this. Works. There's four teams in desperate need for quarterback. Certainly Pittsburgh, Carolina, Seattle is going to have to choose a quarterback. Atlanta, and then don't forget New Orleans, unless they're going to put, you know, all their eggs in one basket again with a quarterback that was uh, was injured last year. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be this. Like I'm saying, this draft is going to be, it's going to be wild. It's going to be. (laughs) Don't fall. This isn't going to be boring. This isn't going to be where, you know. Roger walks up and makes a pick and gets booed, and then and the next team. No, there's going to be movement. This is going to be like I'm telling you, the M, the NBA draft. I don't know if a lot of our listeners are NBA fans. I'm, I'm not a, as big an NBA fan as I once was, but uh, I do like the NBA draft because it's always wild. I mean, every pick gets traded, right? I mean, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's going to be, and it's just the way this this all season has been. And like you said, all the teams that have certain needs and eight. The fact that eight teams. Either there's eight teams that don't have a pick in the first round, so therefore there's eight teams, including the Eagles, who have multiple first round picks. Right. So that tells that that leads to a lot of trades. I mean, if teams that have two first round picks, no, they they have some ammunition. Not that they would trade both of their picks, but when you have two ones, you don't mind using a one and a two to move up, or a one and a two, mm-hmm. a one and three, whatever it takes to, to to go where you have to go. And then there'll be teams like let's say the Indianapolis Colts. Who don't have a first round pick? Well, they may be looking to jump into the first round, so they might be offering a second and a third and a next year's pick and stuff, you know, things like like that. I use them because I think they're in a. I mean, they went out and got Matt Ryan, right? The Colts. You don't go get Matt Ryan to build for the future. <laughs> you if you get if you bring in a thirty seven year old quarterback, you want to win now. 
So in order to win now, they, there might be a guy that, you know, whether it's an offensive lineman, a, a, a defensive player um, that the Colts have their eye on, they may move up into that bottom. I think the bottom, I think 6 to 10, there'll be a lot of movement. And then I think near the bottom from like 25 down, I could see teams without a first-round pick trying to jump in and, and grab one of those lower first-round picks. Let's, um, let's talk a little bit about Howie Roseman and, and the good and the bad. Obviously, we mentioned that the off-season pickups, I think, for the Eagles have been good, and you've got to give Howie credit for that. You know, working the cap, getting some established players in here, I think is really important. The bad part about Howie is there are times when he tries to be the smartest guy in the room, and he outsmarts himself. The Andre Dillard pick, the Jalen Rager pick. By the way, isn't it just time to move on from Rager? If he was just a, a, a normal player, a third-round draft choice, he would have been out the door by now. Or what, what, what's the deal with trying to make you know, him look good week after week when he just can't perform? Yeah, the, I, he could be part of the package. I mean, keep in mind there were teams that liked him. A lot of, I mean, the Eagles weren't. It's not like the Eagles pulled his name out of a hat. Um, I mean, he gets ripped and deserved not, you know the pick gets ripped because Jefferson was still on the board. Jefferson has turned out to be a star and Riggers turned out to be a bust. But there are teams that probably look at him and say, you know what? We could coach him up. We could do this. We well, could do I that. hope San Francisco is one of those teams. How about, this move? <laughs> How about Jalen Rager and the 18th pick in the draft for Debo Samuels? If that happens, I'm going to erect be a very happy. to Howie in my, in my living room. So, but let, let's, let's talk about the Eagles' knees now. Wide receiver. There's a chance that uh, they, uh, uh, Williams from Alabama, Jameson Williams, could, could uh, be the Eagles' pick at that 15th uh, slot. Do you see or like the Eagles taking a wide receiver there? Yes. Well, I still think – all right, so we're saying that they're not going to move up. They're just going to stay at 15. Right. If they stay at 15, yeah, I would think – depending on how the board falls. Yeah, I, I like Jameson Williams a lot. I know he's coming off. If he didn't have the ACL, that's like saying if Lincoln didn't go to the theater that, that, that night. But, uh, you know, he has it. So that's something that – he. I mean, he's the best receiver in the class. He may not be the best – he won't be the best as a rookie because he's, he's probably going to miss a month or so. Um, but that's okay. I, I still think he's – I mean, he's a top five pick without the injury. So if he slips to 15, I would take him, yes. I think, he, I think he's got everything that you want, speed, great hands, big playmaking ability. Um, and, you know, it's funny. I hope he, the Eagles take him. It would be like, so all those years, the Eagles didn't take a guy from Alabama, right? And then last year, so how he figured it out, hey, well, Alabama, this Alabama has good players. Maybe you, and I, you and I are in agreement. We love those Alabama and Georgia players. <laughs> hey, hey, what about Drake London at, from USC at that slot, the wide receiver? I like him more than, than a lot of people. Um, he's not the speed burner that, that Williams is, but he's big. You know, one guy compared him to me uh, to, to, to Cooper Cup. That's a good comparison. Cooper I would say so. Yeah. In, incredible season. But, you know, Cup wasn't. Cup didn't put up big athletic numbers in his workouts and stuff prior to the draft either, but he's just a good football player. And that's, that, that's what I think London is. I think he's a good football player. He catches everything. Uh, he's big. He's strong. Um, I think the Eagles, uh, I, I, like, I like Williams. If, if they're both there, I'm, I'm taking Williams. Uh, I, I but if Williams is gone, I think London would, would be a very good pick. Let's, uh, I like let's... Garrett Wilson, too, but I don't think he's going to be there either. Or Chris Olave. I like – 
Alave, Alave, I like a lot. Uh, he's the most I, ready. I, yeah, and he's be the best. he's actually some projections have him going as low as like twenty two to twenty five, which really well, surprises 22 me. Twenty two, twenty two would make me very happy. Yeah, because that's the Green Bay pick. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think they're going to. I think move up to get him, to be honest. I think they're, they're going to have to move up a little bit. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll last to 22, but but we'll let's, see. Let's, but let's I talk. think there's five good wide receivers. Let me just say the five. It's the, the two Ohio State kids, Wilson and Olave, London, who we mentioned, Williams, and here's the name, too, Traylon Burks from, from Arkansas. Oh, yeah, a lot of he's, people he's like a, Burks. He's a, he can, he's a kind of guy, he's a little, he's, I, I know everybody's comparing people to Debo Sam. He's got a little bit of that Debo Samuel in him where you can line him up a lot of different places. He's not your classic line up wide and run a, you know, a nine route or something. No, he's a guy you can use him in a variety of ways. And if you have a good offensive scheme and a, and a good offensive mind as, as your coach, you can do a lot of things with, with Traylon Burks. I, I, I find him, I think he's going to be a good player. I think the team that gets him, and he, he and he'll probably be the fifth one taken of those five, but you're going to get a good player. So let's talk about another area of need. I believe the secondary of the Eagles yes. is something that they have to address, unless you want to go into the season with Kayvon Wallace and Anthony Harris as your safeties and Zach McPherson as your starting quarter uh, cornerback. I think the Eagles probably have to do something at one of those positions. A name that's being talked about that may be available when the Eagles select down the middle round, uh, middle of the first round is Dax Hill, the quarterback slash safety from Michigan. Do you like him? I like him. I don't know if I take him at 18. I think that's a little, little rich. That's, Howie, let, all right, let's, let's talk more about, about Howie again. And, I'm, and this is a compliment. Howie's a mover. He's a wheeler dealer, shake it up kind of guy, right? He, He's not. He, he already made a move. I mean, he you know he he traded with the Saints already. Mm-hmm. I I think in Howie's perfect world he move he moves up with fifteen and gets some and then then moves back with eighteen to try to re- recoup whatever he gave up. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could see that. Like, yeah, if they like Hill, I don't. I think you can get Hill like in the twenties somewhere. I could see. I could even if they don't move, even if they stay, if, if the Eagles stay at fifteen, and and take a, a receiver like Williams, I could see that's a, that's a good spot for Green Bay to go from twenty two to eighteen to get Olave, and the Eagles move down and get a get a third round pick or so, and then get Hill twenty two or even go further down if they have to. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't think. Go ahead. Do you think there's any chance a guy like Trent McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington, falls to fifteen yes. and the Eagles be oh, interested yeah. there? Yeah, but see, I'm, I don't know if that's what they want. Duff, I, got an, I got a corner I think that the Eagles would like more than him, and that's the kid from Florida, Elam, mm-hmm. Kair Elam. Um, I think he fits the Eagles. Now, again, I don't know. Gannon's defense might be a little bit different than it. I'm, I didn't really cover Gannon at all, so I don't know. But, I mean, McDuffie's kind of on the smaller side. Um, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Good player out of, out of Washington. You know, well, Elam's got four three speed. I mean, he's and, and he's six he, two. Yeah, and it's he went good, to Florida. Combination. And, and he he went to Florida, which is where the general manager went. Right. How he never um, liked Gator, he, he didn't like. <laughs> this is a uh, a draft that's loaded with edge rushers, and of course, you've got Hutchinson from Michigan and Trayvon Walker at the top of the draft. Keep in mind that we mentioned Brandon Graham coming off of an Achilles, and that's a very difficult injury. 
Um, do you see the Eagles maybe having uh, an interest in a guy like uh, – is it Karloftis? I don't know how to say – yeah. Purdue? Yeah, I think it's Karloftis. Yes, I don't know how to Purdue, say it. Uh, you know, he's rated around 18 hmm. to 23. I mean, I don't see any of the other edge rushers, you know, falling into those uh, 15 to 18 slots. Uh, if the Eagles He'll be there. I, I'm not the biggest fan of his um, – He's okay. I think – I mean, the guy had four sacks at last year, four and a half sacks at Purdue last year. If a guy only gets four and a half sacks in college, do you think he's going to come to the NFL and get ten? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's one of them hard work. People love him. He's a great kid. He works his butt off. I mean, he, he, you don't have to worry about him not giving you 100% every day in practice and in every game. He's going to work, work, work. Um, you know, that's the kind of guy, if you get him in the second or third round, you say, hey, we got a good – but to spend the 18th pick on a hardworking guy that just isn't that productive, I I don't know. I, how about, I don't, how about I don't, Jordan Davis? Again, I, I think the Eagles like him a lot. I don't think he'll be there. But he worries me, too, because, I mean, he's great against the run. He didn't even play passing downs at Georgia. He came off the field. He only played – like 20, 30% of the plays in college. That that bothers me a little bit. See, do, do the Eagles, I, I know everybody thinks they, they need defensive line, but do they? I mean, I guess, I mean, well, I don't, th- I don't think it's a huge priority for them, but I think wide receiver and secondary is much more of a need. Well, let's talk about another area that I think is a need that nobody talks about. The Eagles' offensive line is getting older. Now, the left side of the line, Milata and Dickerson, are fine. Mm-hmm. You've got Jason Kelsey, who is probably only going to play one more year, maybe two at the most. You've got Samalu, who was hurt for most of last season. And then Lane Johnson has had some injury issues. I know he's got you know, some, some mental health things that he's trying to work through. Isn't it time that the Eagles maybe look at drafting somebody? Although they like Herbig as a uh, as a backup, what are your thoughts on the Eagles uh, taking an offensive lineman here tonight? Not early, not early. They'll take one. They'll, they'll, I mean, every you could take. I think you could take at least one offensive lineman every year. Yeah, you got you know, Charles Cross from Mississippi State is going to oh, be available good. right yeah. there. Trevor Penning uh, from Northern Iowa. Yeah, is, I don't, the name that I pops don't, up. There's, there's, this is. I think the offensive line is the strength. Of this, I mean, I think it's the deepest and strongest position in this draft. I really do. There's from the top with 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 the kid from North Carolina State, Aquanu and Neal and Cross and like and Penning, who you mentioned. There's uh, Tyler Smith from Tulsa. There's the uh, Green from Texas A&M, Johnson from Boston College, the, the Iowa center Lindenbaum. It, this is a very very good. That's just first. I mean, and then I can go on, on second, third round guys. There's a lot of them. Uh, so I think they will take one. I don't think in the first round. I know what you're saying. Um, I, I think, I mean, they're like I said, they're, they're okay on the left side. Kelsey, yeah, they, they have to get Kelsey's replacement. Unless that could be Dickinson, right? It, 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 it is going to be I mean, Dickinson. He, he's yeah, don't move, move him to center when Kelsey yeah. retires, and then they'll and then they'll need a guard. But again, could Herberg be the guard? I mean, do they like him enough that they think he could be the starting guard? I think they, they do run. like him. I mean, he filled in pretty well for Samalu. Yeah, so I think so. I think then, and then, yeah, right, you know, Lane. Although, if they keep Dillard, is he eventually going to be a starter somewhere? I don't know. Well, you got to play well to be a starter, don't you? I mean, every time they give him an opportunity, <laughs> he loses his job. So, yeah, that's uh, not a good that thing. May put, put that in the category of possibly another 
how he wasted pick. But here's another position that drives you and me crazy. In this era of tight ends and Zach Ertz and all these players that, you know, flex out now and get open, I guess the tight ends are much better now than they used to be back in the day because they used to take me off the field on third downs, which used to drive me crazy. But, uh, you, you know, you, the, the linebacker position for the Eagles, um, there are going to be some good players available. Devin Lloyd of Utah is oh, what I love talk about. Love. I know you love the Kobe Dean from Georgia. No, no, I, don't. I love Lloyd. Oh, you don't? Oh, my God. Dean's okay. Oh. I, I love Lloyd. Lloyd, I'm going to tell you right now, my prediction, uh, well, let me see where he goes. I don't, I don't even think it matters. Devin Lloyd will be the defensive rookie of the year next year. Wow. I love him that much. The guy does everything. What is it that you like about him? Everything. The guy, all right, I'm all about what you, you know, I don't care how fast you are. I don't care what you do in your underwear and, and on, on Indianapolis in February. I don't. I, I think that's the dumbest thing I watched. And now they put it on TV, right? right. First of all, they're, they're running around in, in, in shorts and, and, and yeah. a T-shirt. You don't play yeah. football in shorts exactly. and t-shirts. Exactly. You have pads on and big uniforms and helmets. and So I don't, I don't get it. But when this guy had pads and helmet and a uniform on at, at Utah, which had a good year last year in the, in the Pac-12, the guy had eight sacks. Eight sacks. That's twice as many as the, the kid from Purdue, everybody's, everybody's talking about, right? He had eight sacks. He had four interceptions. He broke up, about, I think, 12 passes. He got – I mean – you could use this guy. This guy's like a – kind of reminds you a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go way back now. I don't think – he might not be this good, but Brian Urlacher. Remember mm-hmm. Brian Urlacher coming out of college? Of course. Like, oh, look at this guy. And he went to a small school or a smaller school. So you didn't know. I think this guy can do it all. I mean, there aren't many linebackers these days that you could blitz and, and know that he's going to get you some sacks or cover and know he's going to pick off some passes. Kind of like Bergy. Remember yeah, I know Bergie was like that, right? I'm going, you know, more. I mean, I'm going way back now, but you played with Bill. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, Bill, Bill thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but Bill was already on the team when you got there. Bill was well, but, but Bill had all his knee was also compromised uh, by, by the time, time got, I got yeah. there. So he really, he actually they tried to take him out on on passing downs. But, but early in his career, he was he was well, great. He was very, very, I think so, he has a record. At one point, he had the record for most interceptions by a linebacker as an Eagle. I'm pretty you sure that you mentioned the combine, and to me, the combine is like uh, insurance for these GMs. Now, keep in mind, at the top of the draft, they're paying these players a lot of money. That's why you see rookie quarterbacks playing right away because they want to get the most out of their investment when they give these you know kids twenty, thirty, forty million right off the bat. So. When GMs and personnel people look the statistics from the combine and they take a kid who ran a 4-4, who wasn't necessarily a great football player in college, but he, he tests out well, uh, and then they can go back to the owner and say, hey, listen, wait a minute, this guy tested out like this and everybody thought he was good. So <laughs> I, I really, I truly believe that. I truly believe that the combine is like insurance for these personnel people to defend their picks so they don't get fired. I mean, yeah. well, here's my take on the combine, and I learned this a long time ago when I I'd been covering for a while, and I was like everybody else, oh yeah, this guy he ran this in the combine and he and he lifted, you know, 225 pounds 87 times. He's the strongest man in the world. And then, well, the 1995 draft to me, the Eagles' 1995 draft explains the combine to me. 
Mike Mamola, who wasn't nearly as bad as most Eagle fans think he was. He, he actually had a decent career. Not a great career, not the ninth pick in the draft kind of career, but a good career. He's better than people thought. But because he was the ninth pick, because they moved up and got him, he never lived up to that billing. Well, he never should have been the ninth pick. Before the combine, when the, when the college football season ended, when the bowl games were played, they, they crowned the champion, Mike Mamula was considered a 20-something pick. Somewhere in the 20s he was going to go. Okay. He had, a good, he had a good career at Boston College. He, he played great against Notre Dame that one game. He should have gone somewhere in the 20s. But he went to the Combines and put on a show like nobody had, had seen prior to 1995. And everybody went wild. So he went number nine. And he didn't live up to that. When the, again, that same draft, when the college season ended, the best cornerback in college football was Bobby Taylor from Notre Dame. He, he went to the Combine and did okay. He wouldn't. He didn't light nobody up. He kind of just went. He did what he was, you know, average. And a bunch of other corners did better. So Bobby fell to the second round. Was like the fifth or sixth cornerback taken. Well, guess what? Bobby was the best cornerback in that day. So go by what they did in college. Watch him play football. If you can play football, you can play football. Not what you do running around in Indianapolis on a, in February. Hey, Mark, I played with the guy that's being inducted into Canton this summer, Sam Mills, and Sam Mills was 5'9", 225, <laughs> probably ran a 4'9", and was one of the greatest football players you yeah. ever saw. As a matter of fact, now he's in the Hall of Fame, right? And there's still, if he was drafted today, there still isn't a GM that would put his job on the line no. and draft a Sam Mills type because there's too much risk in that. Hey, in the closing seconds, we have... Your prediction, I believe you stated that you think the Eagles are going to package the pick, move up to six, and take if Sauce Gardner's Gardner. There. No, if, if I don't there. think Gardner's going to be there. Uh, to be honest, I think Gardner goes four or five. If, if, he's not there, what, if, if he's not there, what do the Eagles do? And I think they stay at 15 and take Williams from Alabama, and then they, at, at 18 or lower, they take the cornerback, Elon from Florida. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Mark, it's been great. We'll be doing this again as the season uh, gets closer. For Mark Eckel, my name is Ken Dunnick. Thanks for listening to the Bird Brains, everybody. Take care.